Welcome to More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Nerd. I'm John. I'm somewhere. I'm John. So, <laughs> John's on his way back. I'm John. <laughs> I'm John. I'm John. I'm John. I'm John. <laughs> He's going to kill us when we come back and he hears this. <laughs> John's on his way back from getting his drink. Um, but welcome to episode 280. Uh, we're just doing a quick recap, have fun episode. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Warfare Weekend. John's going to be talking about his time uh, at the toy show. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nerd has some top secret projects she's going to be talking about, uh, which we don't even know what it is. Um... <laughs> so, oh, look. Hey, I'm Gonzo. I'm Nerd. I'm John. Okay, there we go. Now we're back at it. <laughs> I heard you through we were trying to do speakers. our best, John. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man said, "You're assuming he can't hear you through my speakers," which I could. <laughs> Sorry, drinks require measuring. So, welcome to episode 280. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. No big deal. We've all been partying it up. You know, John went to the moon. I went to Mars. You know, nerd went to Saturn. Um, you know, but all of us went to Uranus. Did not make a Uranus joke. I was just gonna do it. I was gonna, but we've all been to Uranus. <laughs> you have to start with Uranus. You can't end there. So, but we've all been away doing stuff. Uh, I don't know what the top secret thing that Nerd's gonna tell us about. So we'll have to wait and find out. Come close to uh, you know the end of the time. But before we do that, we got to get through the business. We want to thank Parabellum War Games uh, for sponsoring us. And I'm going to tell you, they did amazing at Warfare Weekend. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout out uh, to Joey Eaton. Um, she was there to do demos for Conquest. She's come like two or three years. Um, really great individual. If you ever want to learn about it, she's an amazing person. Um, she did a ton of demos for... Um, Conquest and they the local game store uh, game night sold a bunch of Conquest stuff because of the demo she did. So kudos on them. Um, I want to thank Muse on Minis for of course still hosting us and providing a place to put our channel out there. Uh, we want to thank uh, Midnight Heroes for doing um, awesome, awesome, awesome. They got to test out uh, and get some feedback on their Dual Fates game and teach people how to play it. And uh, they sold uh, a decent amount of the chibi miniatures. Um, I actually bought their big dragon this this year, um, and uh, they will be making a dragon for a chibi dragon for Warfare Weekend because uh, House Dragon won this year. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, then let's see. Um, oh yeah, we gotta thank Turbo Dork for uh, doing awesome stuff. We do have some give gift cards to give away. We'll give that sometime. Uh, the next few weeks or so um, to give it out so you can go buy the new silicone palettes and any uh, other metallic paints that you would like. Um, we should do it next week so they have it can can use it before Christmas. Yes. Well, I, I have to go find it and I'll get the codes so people can have it. Um, what else? I know I missed some people. Creature Caster. I want to thank Creature Caster for sponsoring us and uh, giving it there. They did really good with their Judgment Game Um this year, they pre-released three new models, and the Judgment crowd had a blast. We'll talk about more of this when we get to the podcast uh, section. Um, Xander already overpaid. Man. <laughs> I guess all that programming he did worked well. Yeah. Supposedly supposed to make it 
four times, but it went fifth. But other than that, um, what else? Who else? Did I miss anybody? I don't think so. I don't think so. But a lot of stuff. Um, all the people that came to the Warfare Weekend, all the sponsors and stuff, I really appreciate that they came out and did everything. It was a great and a blast. Um, keep an eye on all these people's website. I'm sure they're going to have Black Friday deals coming out. They're going to have, you know, a bunch of things happening. Everybody's getting ready. So, um, just be ready for it. And we'll give away, like I said, the Turbo Dork, um, gift cards pretty soon. Um, let's get down to some, uh, big business. Do we have any shout outs this week? Uh, Matt Perry, Matthew Perry. Yeah, uh, we missed that. Did we? I thought we got him last week. Did we? Yeah, we got him yeah, last two week. Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah, time is. Yeah, it's that time of year. We did get him last week. Um, it's always dark. <laughs> it is always dark. Um, but I didn't see anybody. Um, I do want to give a shout out myself. Uh, I want to thank all of the people that volunteered at Warfare Weekend and did stuff this week. Uh, this last week, we were down. We run it usually uh, about 13 people run the convention and seven people couldn't be there. So we ran the convention um, on like six people for the most of the convention. Uh, so everybody pulled together. Everybody worked hard. And also the people that just offered to volunteer uh, to help get things going and help, you know, do stuff. There was a group. Uh, yeah, 6.5 because Mizzy wasn't there until Friday. <laughs> um, there was a lot of people that just like, hey, can I help? And I'm like, yeah, can you move this? And you can boot this? And you can do And I'm like, yeah. And it helped out a lot. There was a lot of people that did as a community stepped up because they knew that we were down staff and just helped us get things going. And once everything was set up, it ran smooth. And I just want to say a big thank you to all the volunteers and the people that didn't volunteer, but offered to volunteer. Um, because it's, it's much appreciated. Keeps that convention going and running smooth like butter. So, um, the big announcement, John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking a gin gin meal. Gin gin. A gin, gin and ginger beer. A GGNM. If you like an acronyms, <laughs> since I work with nonprofits, I actually don't like extra acronyms. <laughs> Nerd, what are you drinking? Good old ice water. I've got some tooth pain going on, so I'm trying not to irritate it. <laughs> Well, you should drink some bourbon. I have never had alcohol irritate my tooth pain. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> and numb that shit right up. <laughs> Along with other things, but yes. Uh, I'm also with Nerd today. I'm going to be drinking some water. Um, got a little bit of, I wouldn't say sickness, drunk. but something uh, going on. You, you you might be down with the sickness. I'm down Wah. with the Wah. Um. I am probably fighting off a little bit of allergies and sinus infection type stuff. So just trying to stay the hydrated. The hydrated. <laughs> I have the water yes. also. What kind of drink while we were doing there? Hydration. So, well, guys, um, we appreciate everybody that listens. We appreciate everybody that watches. We appreciate everybody that comes out and say, hey, I know you. I've heard your voice. Uh, and we got to talk about that because one of the Creature Caster guys talked about our podcast um, to me. 
yeah, it's going to be hilarious. Um, and so uh, we appreciate it, really. It means a lot to us. I can't wait to see you at Adepticon so we can talk to some of our fans and all that good stuff. But it means a lot to us. As always, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. If you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. Because we've done that and we'll do it again. Cheers. 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 So good. Yeah, H2O. I can feel my skin becoming, you know, hydrated and elastic-y. You're so full of shit. <laughs> so this past week, dying. <laughs> this past week, there was a lot of things that happened. If you didn't go to Warfare Weekend, I am so sorry you didn't. This year was amazing. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the cool stuff and uh, some of the things that went on and just other things. So I was talking to one of the creature caster guys uh, that was doing the paint line and stuff. And he was like, you know, so on and so forth. And he's like, yeah, yeah we, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, no, you don't. He's like, yeah, I do. When I'm in the shop and I force and, and I got to do stuff, I put your uh, podcast on over all the loudspeakers. So the entire office has to hear it, too. And I go, oh, so we're a torture device. Is that what you're telling me? He goes, nope. I don't have time for earbuds or anything, so I blast y'all's podcast while I'm working in the office in the warehouse. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think people need that much of John ranting. <laughs> fair I, enough. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, why are we a torture device? And he goes like, oh, no, I like y'all, but it's just... He's like, I'm the boss. I'm going to listen to what I want to listen to, and we're going to do that. Um, quite fair. Well, quite I'm fair. honored he listens to us. Yes. I mean, it, it's, 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 it actually means <clears throat> a lot when someone says, hey, I listen to you, and they actually do uh, type yeah. thing. Um, but uh, I'm going to go around. So the vendor hall, you know, I was talking to everybody that was there and working with stuff. Jacob Jansen made some incredible plaques. If you didn't see it. Oh, I love his stuff. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, there was a new, we had a new vendor called uh, Tabletop Armory. Uh, last year they came as attendees and this year they wanted to do vendoring. And um, they said that uh, they want to come back next year, which is great because when a vendor says they want to come back next year, it means that they've done good. Or well enough, you know, that they need, that they want to, excuse me. And, um, they want to do the old wooden badges that, uh, Tectonic Cross Studio used to do all the time again. And I was like, cool, we can work something out on that. Um, and then what else? Midnight Heroes did really well. They did a lot of good business. They did, uh, showed off their game a lot, which was really good. I was really happy they got to do that. First night, they were kind of slow. Second night, a lot of people showed up. Uh, to test it out and play around with it. Um, and, of course, they sell chibi stuff, so that stuff sells all the time. Um, and then, what else? Uh, Privateer Press brought uh, some surprise things, which I was able to get a hold of. Uh, the new Brine Bloods expansion came out, and now I've got almost all the balloons. So I have, I have one army list that is going to have one, two, three, four blimps in it. <laughs> That's a lot and, of dirigibles. Yeah, and like two units. Um, it's going to be so fun to play. Um, 
And then our our friends Ellison and Finn, which we've mentioned on here before, that make uh, uh, resin cast dice. They did amazing. They were so ecstatic. They they did really well. Um, Privateer Press had some cool stuff. It was all it was a lot of fun. Um, but the big thing that happened was the narrative event, the Dragonfall narrative event. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Um, but Privateer Press was doing this year-long narrative, and the conclusion happened at Warfare Weekend. And it was this, if you saw some of the pictures, it's like the, the table is set up like a giant cross. And in the center of the cross sat a dragon, a 3D-printed, life-size, scaled version of the dragon on the table. So you can look online, go to Warfare Weekend, you can look on Privateer Presses, you can see it all in there. Gorgeous, gorgeous dragon 3d printed uh doug hamilton sculpted it uh ron cruzy painted it and they put it together what was very interesting is when they started to put that together the entire convention hall stopped and came over and watched them do this because this thing was huge um so it was really neat uh there's a lot of cool things that happened um Pretty much what you, in in the narrative event, you had to either stop these people or hold certain things to get, you know, coins. You could spend these coins to do cool, fun stuff. And people were just fucking around and finding out. That's the best way to put it. Uh, Captain Mizzy did one I thought was hilarious. Uh, she was playing with the uh, blimp bomber, and she wanted to borrow with me. And the, she decided to Leroy Jenkins, the dragon with the blimp bomber. <laughs> Just charged right in with the bomber. And, of course, the bomber died in, like, you know, no time because it's a dragon. But uh, it caused an effect in the game where they had one less round. So it, you know, stopped, you know, instead of running, like, six rounds, it went to five rounds. Um, I know my friend Clifton, uh, which plays Trollbloods, charged it with Mulg and uh, did, you know, stuff like that. But people were just trying weird stuff. I mean, what was interesting was, is all the event was sold out. So, you know, you couldn't get in unless someone dropped out. We had people waiting in line while people were at the table going, is anybody dropped out? Is anybody dropped out? Is anybody dropped out? (laughs) So they could try to get in so they could play, which is a good thing um, because you want people playing that stuff. Um, The two big... uh, competitive events the lcq and the iron gauntlet went off great um we had to have uh zeke stepped in because travis mard got sick and couldn't make it and um he ran that really really well everything went smooth um everybody had a good time um then our small little narratives like the two-headed giant event kicked off really well uh our little survivor series campaign went off really well uh, people were trying the new 2024 steamroller scenarios, uh, which would, they received a lot of good positive results from that. Um, cool. They, John, you'll know this. You know the zones, the circles and rectangles. Those are gone from the game, um, and now everything's objective based, and objectives can move and be pushed around. I mean, yeah, that's a good good change. You never really needed zones. Thinking about it, you could just put an objective in the center. Yeah, but yeah. So some people are upset that all the zones that they bought, you know, are now worthless. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they're not worthless. You just can't use them right now. They got yeah. a box called old gaming stuff. Eventually you move and you decide you need to throw it out or they, someone needs them for something similar. Yep. Something else could come out. Yep. Um, 
Well, I did get myself and Captain Mizzy did get custom objective markers from Privateer Press, uh, and they're all pirate based. So they're, I'm like, yes, I'm really super happy about that. Um, and then let's see, uh, Solaris Seven. I took a picture and I meant to send it to you, John, but of course, running the convention, I totally get forget it. But I'll send it to you. Um, for people who don't know, Solaris Seven is where. You pick a mech, you drop in, you just beat each other up. In in universe, it is the game world. It's where they have me- arenas with mech fighting. Yeah, and so uh, people were jumping in and dropping out, and just you know, quick games and having just a good time with it, which is great because you know you may have a little bit of time between you know your next event. This is something you could do really quick. Yeah, um, I know Xander. He uh, he actually bought a social badge which is like a ten dollar badge you can just walk around and be sociable and um and uh he's like i need to upgrade my badge so i can go play that <laughs> i'm like go do it um awesome the infinity guys uh love them they had a blast they did a lot of cool stuff they brought a lot of cool things um they brought their own tables which is always a difficult thing to do for infinity tournaments um, yeah, I love the Infinity players because they're all committed to having the proper terrain because mm-hmm. the game plays fine on, you know, a little more dense tables in 40k, but with 40k is terrain. But if you bring some of the right terrain, it really gets a lot better. Yeah. A lot of the skills become a lot more interesting. Yeah. And uh, they ran the event the whole weekend, did really well. It was awesome. They had a good time. Uh, we actually recruited one of their local players. Um, and, uh, he is now going to be running, uh, infinity at warfare weekend from here on out. So it's now a staple. Awesome. Uh, he's got all the connections, which is great. Um, and then we had the, uh, alpha strike Three Hundred and Fifty from Wolfnet radio and they ran, um, their events and they actually, um, added some more because they, their events went over or, or ended now early, but they, didn't have as many people as I thought they were going to get. And so they just like, hey, guys, we're going to do this right now. We're going to do this. You know, so they filled up that time so nobody had any dead space, uh, which cool. is good because that's what we want. And I recruited them to run Battletech next year. <laughs> so now they're on the committee. Uh, our hobby lounge exploded. Uh, we've been trying to increase the size of it so we could have more people there. I assume you mean figuratively, not literally. Yeah. We, um, so we've always tried to keep the hobby lounge kind of, they always wanted kind of like their own area, which is understandable, but it got too cramped. And then there was safety hazards and ADA requirements. And so we put them in a new spot with smaller tables, but more people. And so everybody got to paint and do stuff, which was good. Um, RPGs were a huge hit this year. Um, the people were constantly wanting to play, constantly want to do something, uh, pickup board games were a huge hit also. Um, and we are actually going to take an area and dedicate it straight to role-playing. Um, and board games, that's where people, you know, here are the tables just for that so people don't have to fight over space. Um, Not cool. Um, Age of Sigmar went off really well. They had a decent crowd. Um, a lot of playing, a lot of having fun. Um that they're going to be coming back next year, I'm pretty sure. And then um, 
Judgment uh, had a great turnout. Um, much bigger than last year, bigger than some other conventions, which was really good. Their TO that was running it all had to leave uh, Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning, because I guess his wife was having a baby. <laughs> oh sure. What nice. what you know? Some, some, somebody was having a baby. And he had to leave, so someone else took over, which was good because they could continue running the uh, the thing, and they were just having fun, and they had a blast. A lot of people said they were coming back, which was really good. Good. Um. And, and then what is it? Uh, MCP. Uh, MCP had about thirty-two plus players, give or take. And they had a good time. Um, Conquest had 10 players. They actually uh, had scheduled a some smaller games. But when they got to the table, all the players said, hey, can we just go ahead and play it as a 2K game instead of a 1500? And the team goes, does everybody want to do that? And everybody's like, yeah. And they're like, okay, let's do that. And I go, that's no. what we need. And whatever the players want, go for it. You know, just go and have fun with it. Sign of a good, good, good uh, TO there. Yeah. Pivoted. Uh, Malifaux players. We had about 10 Malifaux players, um, which was good because, you know, they were having a good time. Played games and, you know, gave away trophies and everybody had a good time there. Um, there was there was something in the air this year that was really, really good. A lot of people, and I'm saying this is not a bad thing, but Warfare Weekend, you know, it was originally War Machine centric and it was always about this uber, you know, competitive nature and hardcore tournament stuff and just it was serious, if you want to say it, but not really. Um, and this year, it completely changed from here's serious stuff to we're all here just to throw dice, have a good time, and just fuck around. Um, also, COVID, you know, there's there some of that, but a lot of people said it doesn't feel like this uber competitive event anymore. It feels like a convention where people can just have fun. Um, That's important. It is. That's good. It is. It That's was really, really good. good. Everybody was like, this feels like a convention for all and for everybody. And since that competitive nature wasn't felt, um, everybody seemed to have a lot more fun. And I was grateful for that because that's kind of what we did this year. Uh, we tried to have more fun events because, you know, like I said, when somebody came up to me and they're like, I can go to my hometown and play in a steamroller. I can't go to my hometown and play a two-headed giant event or play a the the Dragonfall campaign or the Survivor series. You know, I can't do that in my, my local store because either people don't want to play it or, you know, you can't have a 3D printed dragon. <laughs> Exactly. And they were like, this felt like I'm a relaxed, more fun, more chill, have a good time convention. And I'm like, that's what we're going for. And uh, I was really happy. Um, everybody had a good time. There was a lot of stuff that was being done. A lot of people were, I mean, um, one of my friends, Felix, he bought a bunch of Dusk models and almost painted up a whole entire army while he was there. He just sat at the table and painted up his army and almost had it completely painted by the time he was done with the convention. And I was like, whew. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going with you there, Xander. A lot of people felt more chilled this year, which was really, really important to me. Yeah. That people felt that they were having fun and not just there in this uber competitive nature. 
type thing. Yeah. Because even like some of the competitive, you know, and I say competitive because everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, events seemed very relaxed and very chilled and everybody was just there just to have fun and just play games. Well, the cool thing with competitive events, if you get the right people, and I was talking to a guy in the, one of my buddies in the UK about this, is if you get the right people, you barely need a TO because the really good committed people just know the rules and they have a good time with it. They don't need shenanigans or anything. They're just having fun doing their thing. Yeah. Um, and then so I don't think there was many calls done and it was like, if there was any, it was like, um, do I, am I in or not? I just want to check a judge just to be on the safe side on this one. And that's pretty much the, what the judge calls were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Xander, I'm sorry. Walker didn't get to play in it a lot either, but, um, he has his things. He has to do with the convention. He has to work it whether he likes it or not. <laughs> Um, and uh, with us being down half of our staff, our staff was really pushed to the limit, and we really oh, pulled wow. through. Half? Wow! I only run the I only run that convention on roughly thirteen people, and like I said, seven of them were gone. Mizzy came in on Friday night, so we you know we we ran a very small tight ship uh, type thing, and so you know Walker had extra. Everybody had extra duties. Everybody got things taken care of. Are you out of your drink, John? <laughs> I can see you looking down at your drink. Um, so, I mean, I just, you know, that's just, you know, that's how we do. We, you know, it's the reason why I'm a good project manager, too. I, I improvise, adapt, and overcome every time I see something. Uh, <laughs> painting classes. Like marine too. Painting classes went really well. Um, we had to cancel a bunch right before the convention because, uh, uh, if you know, uh, Lynn's uh, family, one of Lynn's family members passed away. And so she had to cancel all of her classes. And luckily the people that most people that had their classes refunded, bought classes into other classes, um, which cool. was good. Um, we got a one, Kathy Nelson, which a uh, nerd hobby mom, if you want to follow her on <laughs> Instagram, she uh, was teaching cosplay stuff and uh, that went over pretty well. Um, she's actually going to be running a cosplay uh, contest next year. Uh, cosplay and costume contest because it is right after Halloween. Um, I have a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, nerd, you remember not, your promise? Right there with Halloween. You got to. Remember your promise, nerd. You got to. You don't remember that promise now, do you? You said that if we were going to run a costume or cosplay thing you were gonna make it next year <laughs> uh i will have captain mizzy back me up on that one um and That's if not right. we can go and go back to the tape and rewind it for you <laughs> i believe you i believe you i didn't know okay i thought like i agreed to something and okay yeah no that makes sense that's a me yep <laughs> um but um the artists had really well. The artists helped us, you know, get rooms set up and too, because we were all, you know, like this, we were just trying to get things done. But I mean, we had great attendance. We had over a hundred plus people this year, new. Um, so it was, it was really, really solid. And a lot of people came up to me and said, you know, they they thanked me a lot and they said, uh, I like this. This is, feels like a convention. Feels like a very relaxed, chill convention. 
and was very cheap. And I was like, good, that's what we want. We want you to come because it's cheap and it's fun. So maybe next year I'll be able to get some more games in. I didn't get a single game in. I was doing, you know. Well, I mean, almost like you were down half your staff. Yeah, maybe I was. <laughs> yeah, maybe you were. So, um, but it was really good. A lot of people are sitting there coming back. A lot of people, a lot of the vendors are coming back. Um, there's going to be some changes next year, uh, like always, but uh, they're always changing for the better. Um, we'll have some good times. Um, if you missed it, I'm sorry. We got some really cool stuff. It is in St. Louis, uh, is where it is held. St. Louis. Um, so, um, we have a good time. Uh, we'll, we'll have a good time next year. Um, we're going to be doing an update to the website, too. One of our artists said that he was wanting to help us with the website to improve it, which I'm like, please, because I don't know shit about it. And uh, we'll like put a spot up there where we can have um, like pictures and such so people can kind of figure out and know what it is more. Um, pictures of the event, which would be cool. Yeah, um, but I was really, really happy, and a lot of people came away very happy and very exhausted. People are still don't know exactly how to handle three days. Uh, by like Saturday afternoon, people are like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've been playing all day, and they're like, yeah. So, but it was great. Uh, I had a blast. Uh, of course, be back next year doing all this stuff and having a good time. I'm looking forward uh, more than anything to Adepticon because I have all my cool miniatures. I bought, I finally have my seven models for Judgment um, for the 5v5 game. Um, oh. Then I bought, uh, of course, some Trollbloods. Um, of course. My, you know, the the expansion. I got my one more expansion because uh, of the things I need, and then I got um, an infinity model I I needed. Um, one of the guys with a shotgun because I didn't have the guy with a shotgun. Um, what else? I didn't buy. I mean, I didn't buy a See? whole lot. My basic troopers all have shotguns <laughs> attached to their rifles. Um. I bought a dragon from uh, Midnight Heroes. Oh. So, and I'll they're, probably paint that up. Cause it was a pretty they're cool on my leader. list to paint next, because I'm not really any, playing any Marvel Crisis Protocols. So I think I'm going to put those guys aside for yeah. now and then and, uh, work on them instead. Just get something different. Yeah. What else? Cookie, more an aggression force. Oh, my. So you basically want to play Corn Berserkers. Yeah. Oh, uh, something I did get to do, I got to test out Warcrow by uh, Corvus Belly, which is their fantasy skirmish game they got coming out. Uh, it is still in beta. Um, okay. <clears throat> For everyone who doesn't know, Corvus Belly is the guys who do Infinity. Yes. Um, make mention that. It is an alternating activation um, type thing. You get four activations a turn, and then a new round starts. Okay. Uh, that's cool. Uh, there, I did. Uh, I'm going to say the negatives first because I want to concentrate on the positives. Um, it is custom dice like um, MCP. 
uh, with different symbols. Not that big of a it's deal. It's more of a, eh, not yeah. really a negative, it's more of a, a note. But the negative I have on it is they have exclamation points on there. The exclamation points are filled in and not filled in. So the inside of it is filled in and the inside is not filled in. Uh, the bar, and it can be kind of hard to see on dice. Uh, yeah. That's ill-advised. Yeah. I, I told them, because it was even worse, is on the card, you know, the little unit card, they're only like this big, and yeah. it was hard. Different I icons. Don't... Yeah. Different I, icons. I said, either... different icons. It needs to either, you need to increase the size of those icons so we can see it easier, or, you know, something's got to change. And he says, yeah, that's one of the biggest complaints that they've had. So if okay. they, they take it into effect, no problem. Uh, because there's also uh, like a explosion, and the explosion is either filled in explosions? or not filled in. Explosions? But it's either filled yeah, in or the, not filled in. So I'm like, uh. So the only reason that works with Legion is because the dice are big enough that you can easily tell yeah. whether it's a, uh, you know, which type it is. Yeah. They're D8, um, but it was a little hard to tell that. Um, also. I, and I hope they get it fixed out, but they're using Siocast to make these models. It is a new in, injection molded thing that people are using. The problem is a Siocast has a lot of problems. Machines break down really easy. Uh, the material is proprietary. The parts are proprietary, you know, so it, it can be an issue. And but if I recall correctly, they used to do metal all the time, and they actually did it themselves, Correct. being one of the few not affected by China. Correct. And I think by doing this, they can still do it themselves, yeah. like they license, probably. So, yeah, there's good and bad. Yeah, there's good and bad. I hope they get it worked out, because I know some of the in new Infinity models are done in Siocast, and there's been some major problems with that. Um, so I hope they get it fixed. Uh, the one The models they did show me that you got to play with, um, are were actually 3D printed, so I was like, mm, I may want to think of that instead. But um, the game wasn't bad; it was okay. You play with a maximum of maybe 20 models. Um, you have units, and then you have things that attach the unit to give them special powers and special abilities type stuff. You know, if um, you attach this medic to the unit, the medic, if you roll a certain amount of dice. Um, it takes away damage because you rolled a hit. I rolled a defend. We compare the results and that's what happens. Okay. And uh -huh. if, um, if, um, and if things happen, it happens all right then and there. But if you affect like a model in the unit, the entire model, the entire unit gets moved. Like I took my mage and cast a wind spell and it pushed the entire unit away, not just a model. Okay. Um, and then, um, Comet was, I mean, it was pretty easy, pretty simple. Uh, they do have a mechanic, uh, they do a morale mechanic, so you could, you know, have to fall back. Um, and then that was pretty much about it, but I like the mechanic that you could attach heroes to units to give them better abilities or the hero could go by themselves. Um, it looks like it's going to be paid, played on like a three by three, which is easy to do nowadays. Um, and three by three is good enough that you usually get in combat quick enough. Yeah. Games go quick. It's not this, you know, two turns of positioning like old fantasy battle. Correct. Um, it wasn't bad. It was okay. I know they're still in beta. Um, hopefully they kind of fix some of the things that I mentioned. 
Um, the guy that ran it was great. He knew what he was talking about, uh, knew how it worked. Um, I asked a bunch of questions outside of the norm because, you know, us players do, do this all the time. We're yeah. like, you know, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? Um, but um, they're going to have an elf faction, a dwarf faction. They're going to have like your standard fantasy faction type stuff going on. Um, but it was okay. It wasn't bad. Um, but still in beta, so still yeah. have some time to, to iron it out. Yeah, hopefully by Adepticon it'll be ironed out and we can do another testing go of it and see how it is because I know that they want to bring it out as soon as possible. But yeah. I told the guy, I was like, how many figures? And he's like, the largest we have is 20 models. I'm like, that's not bad. I to could buy... Fair, in most cases, that's the largest Infinity, Infinity game you're going to have, too. Yeah. Unless you're really aiming for shenanigans. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can, depending on the cost of all 20 models, I could support that and not feel like I'm wasting my time and money type thing. Yep. So, uh, kudos for them. I hope they do more of it. Um, I hope it gets out quick enough because I want to see how it is. I want to see terrain. I want to see scenarios, not just mechanics. Um, so, hopefully, it come out. Um, oh. Any other cool stuff? There was a Twilight Imperium um, game happening every single day. One Twilight oh, Imperium oh. game. That was the same game all day. Yeah, same game all day. Okay. Fair. <laughs> um. A lot of good RPGs were had. Um, a lot of good uh, board games. People were picking up board games, just playing like crazy, which is good. Uh, an, an active room is a good room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people. I mean, there wasn't any like outrageously drunk people. I think which was really great because a lot of people were very respectful about that. Which well, is, Julie didn't show up. Well, he doesn't like us, so I don't care. Um. But there was a lot of, like, I know that people went to the bar to buy drinks, which was good because we need to support the hotel. Um, yes. There were a lot of people playing um, pickup games of Magic Commander, and I played a, pick, a few pickup games of Lorcana. So, Look, I'll be honest. I'm looking at a Commander deck, a dog beats <laughs> the, uh, the Commander, and I don't know, you know, any fallout. But I know having a puppers in charge is the best way forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was, you can tell that the atmosphere was changed from Warfare Weekend as a competitive event to Warfare Weekend as a convention and people were there to have fun. And that was my main goal this year. And this was my main thing of having people come. Um, and that was the purpose behind the whole convention was come here roll dice, have a good time, come back next year and have a good fun time. And it was felt throughout the entire convention. Everybody was having a blast. So I want to say thank you to everybody that worked it and volunteered. I want to say thank you to everybody that came out. You was very much appreciated. We're going to be doing some upgrades to the convention next year. Thanks to everybody's uh, funds. We also are looking to... Uh, the raffle system was our door prizes. Everybody used, you know, raffle tickets. Um, and uh, we are going to look about supporting the local animal shelter next year. And if you donate stuff to the animal shelter, you get more raffle tickets. Um, we want to do a big thing like that because that's who we are. Yeah. So, John, how was your cool trip to 
Toyland. Right. Well, I didn't even know you were going sure. until you, you know, you post stuff on social media. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, we I found out from one of the companies I make buy figs from Valiverse. They mentioned they were going to be at uh, Maryland Toy Expo, and I'm like, well, shit, that's that's my state. I should take a look. <laughs> and turns out it's just right on, you know, north of north west of Baltimore. Ends up being like a forty minute drive, maybe. So, uh, no, it was, I actually went to a toy convention, Maryland Toy Expo. Uh, so me and that brush head Dave went since I wasn't sure if I was going to go. Then he's like, if you go, let me know. I'm like, well, you know, if Dave's going to come with me, I might as well go. So went up there, we decided to go for the early bird, let us in at 8 a.m. tickets. So we get ahead of everyone. Uh, they actually, I mean, they didn't care about the 8 a.m. part. We got tickets like, cool. Uh, you can come in at 745, whatever. <laughs> uh, most of them were set up. We just walked around, you know, two buildings full of uh, vendors. Um, mostly a vendor show, not really much else besides that. There were a couple actual companies there. Um, Reconnect was doing sort of Star Wars, old Star Wars, three and a half figure size terrain and stuff. Ooh. Very cool stuff. I mean, I don't collect that scale, but I sat and talked to a guy for a couple minutes because it's very cool stuff. Very pleased. Um, the guys from Sparrow um, Toys, who do Animal Kingdoms, you know, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom, which is, hold on. This guy's from. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering, what is that? That is Stane. He is from, uh, you know, from their line. Okay. Uh, he is a heroic general. And so I did the whole spiel. Anyone on Facebook follow me can read about it, how I was... I'm not upset I got him, but I was a little disappointed because I had to dremel his head to fit on a little bit because he has an alternate head. The hands the first time were a pain. Getting this axe into this hand was a fucking nightmare because normally things bend, but the, look how thick these fingers are. They don't bend. They don't <laughs> bend well, so it was a pain. But And not like disappointed, but he's a premium cost figure because he's fucking hefty. I mean, you can see. He's the size of my head. Yeah. So. But no, overall, I like him. He's cool. Um, but they were there. They have. They actually do a comic. You get the first issue for free. Um, you can go to Sparrow Toys. Hold on. What's the dot? Sparrowtoys.com. S-P-E-R-O toys.com. Because I could put the 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 uh, uh, scan QR code here, but there's no guarantee you could get it off the screen. So just go there. You can actually get their first issue of their comic for free, which I did, because they understand that uh, if you're going to make a cool line, you need to have some background with it. That's why people still love all these years later, G.I. Joe and Transformers and Mass Universe, because there's story there. But they were there. Valiverse was there. I got uh, Special Forces Condor. It was cool. Special, Special Operations Condor. He's technically, they did a mail-away thing for him, like you did in the old school, where you get uh, action points in the back of your, your things, and you send away that with a couple bucks, and he mails you one. But apparently, you can also buy them at this show for a bigger price. So I just bought them for a bigger price, because I don't have 20 action points. I've got six. It'd take a while for me to get to 20. Because at two points a figure, that's, you know, mathematically speaking, seven more figures. So, you know... 
Fusco, cool. he's obviously, if you see him with his Hawaiian shirt, he's obviously a riff on uh, Chuckles, who is G.I. Joe's covert operative. He just came in. He was a he was the San Diego Comic Con exclusive, but you can probably get him right now. He's great. He's got the beat up face and the brass knuckles. He's got great accessories. I did a picture on him on my Facebook and all. Um, but no, so the show was good. I mean, there. I mean, Dave and I were managed to walk through. Dave is a big walk down one line up the other, back and forth of the show, very methodically. Don't buy anything the first time through get to the end, then decide which one to buy and go get the stuff. Um, so we did that. We were pretty much done and out of there by 10, 15. So by the time the, the standard, you know, uh, pass was letting in, we were, we were driving out. Um, not a lot of guests. They had, uh, two old American gladiators. I never watched American gladiators, even though it was on when I was a kid. So a big deal. More impressively, they had uh, three different cosplay groups there. They had the finest, oh, wow. who were the G.I. Joe Costume Club. They had a couple people there. I saw a Cobra Commander and a, and a Storm Shadow. They had the uh, Maryland branch of the 501st Legion, who have very excellent Stormtrooper armor. And one of the guys actually recognized Dave from Games Workshop, so we chatted it with that guy. And then they had the Charm City Ghostbusters, who my buddy Russell put pictures of online. Uh, they have very good costumes. They have a very perfect Ecto-1. Uh, funnily, there was another Ecto-1 out in the in front of the building. It's built off a different car, but it was very much meant to be an Ecto-1, so it's kind of cool. But yeah, we walked around to all the vendors. A lot of cool stuff there. Um, I did violate Dave's rule at one point. Um, you guys have seen this. I'm going to show it to everyone. Because I was walking through, and someone had the NECA turtle set. <gasps> oh, hold on. Oh, look at those. Oh, yeah. That's legit. Yeah, so, and of course, I love it when they do this, so you can just see them all. Because I haven't opened them yet, because I haven't had you the should time probably to really do... give them the proper Those are love. fantastic. You should probably yeah, do an certainly. unboxing video of that. Maybe. We'll see. You should do an unboxing video of that. Yes, yeah, they, they were Target exclusive. Target didn't have available online, only in stores. You can find them on eBay for a little more. But I saw that and I grabbed them like, I'm buying this right now. I don't care. I don't care what your rules are, Dave. These are mine now. Um, kind of get a fair selection of stuff. Got that. Got uh, uh, early J. Joe classified Duke, who was just in a baggie, not sealed anymore. You know, it was cheap. So cool. I got a, a Python Patrol Battle Android Trooper who's over in a box. Uh, wasn't going to buy one, but for like eight bucks, like, yeah, eight bucks. Uh, I got uh, Beachhead, who is one of the Joes I missed early on. Like, literally, Dave was buying something, and I turn around and I, and I look, I'm like, I see you got a Beachhead. He's like, all prices are negotiable. I'm like, well, let's negotiate then. Uh, these are not his original weapons. I'll have a Facebook post on him soon. Also, put something on Discord, probably. What else did I get there? I showed you guys Condor. Uh, the Goblin I showed... Uh, only showed off earlier, but this Goblin, Mythic Legions, is very cool. It's got the, the wire, so you can have this pose a little bit if you want. It's cool. A little weird, I said, you know, my post. It just feels... 
almost handcrafted, you know, not quite full normal production, but he's cool. And then anyone who follows me or checks out the Discord, I do a lot of pictures there where I can. Uh, funny thing, Cookie, uh, um, Shockwave, who's the squat guy, is coming out this year. Hmm. Or maybe next year, early next year. I got a Supergirl. <gasps> Without just any, since it's not McFarlane, it's the proper scale, it's a six-inch figure, and it's TV Supergirl with a decent likeness of her face. Mm-hmm. Not super-duper posable, but, you know, how can I pass it up? It's cool to have. Yeah. I have fun with her picture with the Destroyer, because that's sort of my joke, is everyone versus the Destroyer, because I started doing it, and it's sort of become a meme, so there you go. But, yeah, this is good. Is There's a lot of deals to be had. A lot more stuff if you were just looking for more... A lot of older toys. Like, gotcha. a lot of... Like, someone had, like, the G.I. Joe headquarters, which I had when I was a kid, and I'm like, I don't even want to look at the price of that is. Just good random sort of stuff. Um, you know, I can't really uh, encourage people enough to just go to a show like that once in a while. You don't got to go to every one. If one shows up near you, give it a shot. If something in something you're interested in, or even a toy show. Like, literally, Dave and my tickets were under 20 bucks each for the early admission. However, as an aside, fucking Thane's giant ass fell over fucking Saturday night, or mm -hmm. no, Friday night, and scared the bejeebus out of me because he fell over in the middle of the fucking night. Like, <laughs> it was weird because, like, I was unconscious, and then I just heard him fall. And I'm like, that's... As soon as I get my, you know, shock under control, I'm like, that's got to be an action figure falling. But he's heavy enough to woke me up out of a sleep. No, you should go to these things if you can. A lot of them have cheap admission... Might have guests. Like I said, ours are just some American gladiators. You know, it's cool if you're into that thing. The cosplayers are cool. Probably should have gotten some pictures with them, but Dave and I were kind of focused. Maybe next time. You know, we got... Because, again, we got everything done. We're back home by 11. Able to go to lunch with the guys and do all the rest of our day. So it was good. It was good fun. We're going to... I'm going to go at least to the one in, I think, June or July is the next one. Have a good time there. Uh, they gave me... I have a bag full of all the handouts. There's a one in Pennsylvania, one state up, but I don't know if I want to drive all that way for that. A lot of good stuff. I found a Harry Potter keyboard that I <laughs> bought for one of my employees at work because I took a picture and she almost squeed through the goddamn phone. <laughs> so I'm like, it's only 20 bucks. I'm fucking buying that. Oh, I... I... I can hear you on that one because I took a picture of the uh, Brian Bloods expansion box set and sent that to Captain Mizzy, and I heard her through, you know, from Arkansas to St. Louis when I sent that picture. There are things, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, sometimes you just get something like that. Yep. <sighs> the funniest note was um, Dave was looking at some figures. He bought a couple statues, anime statues. Um. Two funny stories of that. One, the first guy we're doing the first walkthrough. We're in the second building. No, we're in the we're in the second building. So I just talked to the guys at Sparrow Games. Good guys at their booth. They know how to to talk to people and really chat them up. It was great. 
more funny was that Dave saw that figure and said, John, you should probably buy that. That seems like your kind of figure. And I'm like, it's already in the mail, Dave. <laughs> um, but um, the guy I was running the booth was Asian, and I swear to God, he did the most cliche. Oh, no, this is a very special deal for this one. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to walk away. I can't because it was like the absolute most cliche of cliches. And I'm just like, come on, I got I to gotta walk. Another problem was uh, then one of them was buying uh, a different one. Like I have to stand there wait for him to, to buy it, and I'm fucking right next to the fudge booth because I, I had a booth of fudge and it looked all <laughs> super like, tasty. But at first, I'm like, "What's a fudge booth?" <laughs> <laughs> a booth that sells fudge. Yes. And the uh, but. Like if it wasn't in fact I was already dry mouth a little bit and looking for a drink and they didn't have any drinks I would have, but standing there just smelling I'm like oh my god Dave hurry hurry I'm dying here. <laughs> and the funny thing is we get home we get back I drop him back off, I get home get back go to lunch see him at basically one o'clock so two hours later, he's like John do you need a I don't remember the character Lilith statue and I'm like uh not really. Are you telling me one of the ones you bought, the one you were most excited for, you already had? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I already had it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, so, hey, make sure you keep track of what you got before you go to a show like that. Yeah, that I have to very... do that with my paints. Like, what paint do I have? Yes, yes. But just super funny that he did that. I think he's actually going to bring it over and leave it here. I think Banyan said he wanted it. If not, he can, like, you could just, we'll, we're going to be getting rid of some of the crappy stuff I got in loot boxes that were fine, but we can replace them with cooler things. And if you just want to have a Lilith, that's for anyone who cares. Lilith is Morgan's sister from Dark Souls, our Dark Stalkers. Oh, okay. It makes more sense now, but yes. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, there you go. It was a fun time. I do recommend. I mean, for the initial outlay of less than 20 bucks plus some gas is great. And then I got lots of good stuff. Like I still have the whole box we haven't opened yet. I still get some pictures of some other guys. It was it was a good overall haul. And I was being kind of careful because that TMNT tick Kickstarter came out. I may have spent a bunch of money on that too. <laughs> yep. So I, yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Good. Uh, Nerd, what is this top secret thing that you were wanting to tell us about that you had coming up and we don't know and you wouldn't even tell us? I don't... I didn't even tell myself. (laughs) It's so secret she didn't tell herself. Right? (laughs) Like, I... I, Um, I'm... uh, Teaching myself video editing and attempting to make the jump to YouTube... (laughs) <laughs> there you go that's actually important news yeah for, for, so i i only said this because i knew john and i were gonna be talking the whole time and nerve would just be listening so i put her on the spot of having something to talk about and she's like fuck you gonzo <laughs> <laughs> type thing and so it was just something to give her a hard time um but she I, is switching I, her stream over to uh thursday and such, so she'll be there. Um, I'll probably be doing some, you know, yep. RPG or you know, playing some video games or painting because I have a lot of stuff to paint, and I got all this cool paint to use, and it's a shame to let it go to waste. Um, oh, 
there was a Infinity Army that I really loved the paint scheme on. Um, it was a complete black and white paint scheme, uh, like it was in the dark. But every little spot that was like a light was OSL'd. So like the visors and you know the buttons or you know little anything that was supposedly a light or something that was electronic was OSL'd, and it looked really 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 good i was like he says he says and it wasn't really hard because he did you know he primed it black uh and then you know dry brushed it up you know different shades to get the white and then he just airbrushed and then just did you know minor details around that to get the glow effect and i was like it works and it looked really good i meant to take a picture of it but running events fine i understand yeah. yeah but it looked really really neat it was it was it worked out really well um, for what they went for. And I was like, mm, I may try that on one of my Infinity models because I have spares type stuff and see what it looks like. But You have spare models? What's that like? I know. You know how it is. Spare? Spare. I could print models if I want to. <laughs> so. To be candid, I have spare models too. Yeah. But uh, there was a lot of cool painted armies, too. There was a lot of... I did think it was funny. So the Iron Gauntlet, you have to be fully painted to play in it. That's one okay. of the, the requirements. Well, some of the people that were playing in the last chance qualifier to get in didn't have their army fully painted. So they were running outside to go grab dirt off the ground and gravel off the ground to put on their base. And were just painting up shit all night long. <laughs> so they could be in this. And I was like... That's old school fun. That is 100% old school, you know, fun that was interesting to see them all like painting up their models all at the last minute so they could make sure that they were in the tournament. And I was just laughing because they were like, we're near a store. We can go outside and go get dirt. <laughs> and I go, just go upstairs and go grab some from the local game store and buy it from there. <laughs> They're like, we need, we need primer. Well, there's a hobby lounge over there. Or you can go upstairs and buy rattle cans from, you know, the game store that's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why game stores show up. They need some stuff. Yep. So I just thought it was kind of hilarious. That was one of the funny things that was going on. And the the narrative event that Privateer Press did was gangbusters. There was It was the highlight of all the cool stuff that was happening there. Um Everybody was coming in, taking pictures of it, doing comparison, you know, size comparisons of everything. It, people were just flabbergasted of how cool that was. And so really big kudos from Privateer Press for upping their game this year to be, you know, the center of the attention for the, the week. Cool. Um, hey, look, it's media time. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I don't have a lot this time, so it's probably going to be under like five things for me. Um, but I don't have a lot, only five things. I don't even remember what half of them are. It's been a wild two weeks. I need to actually remember to write down what I watch because I don't remember like two days later. Oh, I know. That's what I do. I text myself things that I've been watching. So, uh, I'm going to go with one. That'd be the smart way to do it. Yeah. I'm going to go one because I did finish Loki. Uh, the new season of Loki. Uh, no spoilers. Um, Good, so I only seen it up to episode two. Yeah, so I won't do any spoilers. 
Um, this is the last season of Loki. They said they said they're not going to do a third season, um, which is good. I, I like it because I like when people say, "Hey, this is it," uh, type thing. Um, I would be that being said. I hear you're going to see some of the characters again. Yes, yeah. Um, I think the time agency people uh, are going to be uh, in Deadpool three. Uh, the TVA is going to be in Deadpool three, is what the they said that they're going to be in there. For what reason, how, we don't know. But the Loki TV I mean, show. Considering Deadpool 3 is teasing having all sorts of people that shouldn't be in it. Yeah. It. Yeah. Multiversing type stuff. Um, the ending was a good ending. Um, if you know the Marvel Universe and you know what happens to Loki, you're going to go, oh shit. Um, and I hope that they continue with that. So, like I said, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, and I hope that what happens in the Loki TV show actually gets pulled into the new phases of Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. But the story was good. Uh, some good heartfelt stuff at the last episode. Um, good things happened. Um, I really love this character. The way they've taken him from the douchey, you know, Loki wannabe God control everything to the Loki now is just superb it is great it is it is a good story it's it's wonderful i'm really happy with how they've taken and uh, especially it's actual character development oh yeah what? yeah and, and tom Hiddleston, he does he's fucking amazing at this role um He's, I know all the girls he are goo goo gaga. <laughs> oh, no, no. He just, he really is. I've seen him in a lot of different stuff. I've seen some of his theater stuff as well. And he just, yeah, the guy can emote. Yeah. He did. So well. He did so, so good on this series. You can tell he was like, he, he liked playing Loki. It's not yes. that he like he was getting it. He wasn't I getting it. Like the good thing paycheck. is, most people look like they like playing their roles. Yeah. You know? Owen Wilson looks like he's having a good time and reminding people he can actually fucking act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not just, wow. <laughs> and a big fucked up nose. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really, really good. Um, I hope we see more of the character. I don't know if we're going to. Um, but it'll be interesting if they bring the character, the current iteration of Loki, into everything. Um. I, I, I would be. he would have been a great Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, so as a season, I'd give it about a one. Um, and I think that's just because season one was fucking amazing and it was hard to top that, but it was still a good story. Overall, I'd give the entire series, since it's only going to be two seasons, like a half type thing. I really enjoyed it. I know we'll see the characters and other things. I like everybody that came out in this season kudos um good job john uh well i only watched two things aside from watching of course the second episode of loki and some random stuff here and there uh but uh last week i watched uh glass onion oh oh which is the knives out sequel i mean it's a soft sequel it's a sequel the same way u.s marshall's a sequel to the fugitive yeah yeah. The same characters appear later in their life. Um, I'll be honest, early on, I was like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> but then it gets to a point, and it's sort of the, the the switch flips, and you're like, oh no, I fucking love this. Yep. 
And I feel like it's one that if you go back and watch it again, those parts you didn't like at the beginning, when you realize what they were, you're going to like more. Mm. Um, I thought all the cast did a great job. I thought the story was interesting. Um, I love his particular style of whodunit. You know, it was similar, but not exactly a copy of um, Knives Out, which is good. Yes. Um, I enjoy the crap out of it. I hope they get to do more. I thought it was interesting that, you know, he figured it out as soon as it happened. (laughs) We didn't figure all of it out, but like, like, I like that, you know, the, the story... There's a couple mystery. He figures one's out real quick and delivers it. It is hilarious when he delivers it. Yes. But then you realize all the things that were going on. There's lots of layers to this. Uh, much like it should be with the glass onion and and all that. But uh, I'm really a fan of the, the, you know, Daniel Craig's accent and his whole character. <laughs> Um, I actually thought all the characters were believable as who they were. I like that a lot of them were more complex than you thought. But no, yeah, enjoyable. I suggest watching it if you've got Netflix. Watch it. I look forward to them making another one. Hopefully. Um, you uh, can yeah. tell that he likes playing that role. That he yes. gets into that. And he enjoys playing that role. And, and it's just good having more stuff in that sort of old clue you know, murder by death vein. That's just yes. a fun, not entirely unserious, but enough humor to keep it from becoming too tense. Like you can, we can all watch more murder in the Orient express or whatever. Um, you know, Clouseau adventure or what have you, but sometimes having that little more fun makes it more interesting. Yeah. So, and unlike a lot of whodunits, I find these are more interesting multiple times because you get to see all the shit they planned and how it all fits together. You know, not everyone watching through movies is going to go, oh, I remember this thing in the beginning I was not a fan of, and now I realize why it's like that way. I like it better. But, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to give it a half. Mostly the half because that early part that I was not completely on board with, some people could eject during that time. I don't suggest it, but I tried to eject from any movie. In fact, I've only ejected from one movie since I started reviewing movies. (laughs) But yeah, half look forward to seeing it again. Love the director. Love Daniel Craig in it. It's just fun. Nice. And Edward Norton as fucking not Elon Musk was great. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was surprised. I was thoroughly impressed by janelle monet in that yes she was great yeah so i don't want to spoil it especially because it's like mystery like yeah yeah just never having seen her act i was thoroughly impressed and she really has to show range just in that movie yeah because the way it's set up so we're trying to spoil it because it's a mystery yes indeed and it's it, it it may not be new but it's not super old you know, not everyone got a chance to see it during COVID. I like also that it, 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 unlike most things that tend to just completely ignore COVID like it never happened, this completely addresses it 100%. It gives us that touch of reality for when things just get batshit crazy. You're still a little grounded. It gives us that touch of reality. Because it started when... that way. It set the pace that way. We're good. Nerd, what do you got? Uh, I've, I'm, I'm going to do all three of mine in one. 
because okay. I also did a whodunit, but I did three. I did the Poro because uh, Haunting in Venice just came out. Okay. Um, That's, so yeah, okay. I rewatched Murder on the Orient Express, Death on oh, the Nile, perfect. and then Haunting in Venice. So I I grew up watching like the PBS David Suchette Poirot. Um, Everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Knows that. Yeah. It's great. Kenneth Branagh is doing a knockout knockout performance as Poirot. I like his version. It's subtle. It's not... It's clever without being campy. And I appreciate that. And the cast that they've got for the movies is just star-studded. And Haunting in Venice is no, is no exception. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody because I know from just my mom watching it and seeing clips, but I've never actually watched any of the stories so I could watch them and they could all be new. Yeah. I recommend. Well, um, as you'll hear later, I'm starting something. So I'm going to have time for a little bit. (laughs) All right. So what do you give them? Uh, I give them, I'd say half, one half. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely on the list of stuff I'd like to, but sometimes you need to be, for a serious murder mystery, sometimes you've really got to be in the mood. Yeah. And it's it's got that sense of whimsy with but not to the same level as like the Ryan Johnson. Yeah, so it's whimsy, but not being silly. Yeah. Let's yes. be honest. At some point, those movies get a little silly, but at that point, you're generally along for the ride. Exactly. Gonzo? Um, I started a new series. Uh, I think it's on Paramount Plus. I can't remember exactly. Um, and it's a. It's a real life story, but you know it's it's been Hollywoodized up a bit, um, and it's a story about one of the first black uh, U.S. marshals, um, and I was very interested about this because it's actually filmed, um, and about one of the black U.S. marshals in my hometown, um, oh. and so I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, it's called Bass Reeves. And it's based on. Oh. You may have seen like commercials for it and everything. Yep. Um, yep. Because uh, it's it's about how, you know, he was a former slave, uh, started his own life, and then got deputized and became a U.S. Marshal. And he was one of the, he was the first U.S. Marshal west of, I guess, the Mississippi or something like that, but one of the first ones to begin with. Um, and it was, inter- it's been interesting. There's only been like three episodes come out, I think, the f- or four or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it just came out recently. Yeah. Uh, and it has, it has some... Top name, you know, actors, Dennis Quaid is in it, um, type thing. And he, he's very interesting. Um, Donald Sutherland's in it, Barry Pepper, you know, all these, you know, people that I'm like, oh, oh, type Barry thing. Barry Pepper. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that didn't like make you go, huh? <laughs> uh, but Donald Sutherland. Playing... A third movie he's been in. Yeah. Uh, Donald Sutherland uh, plays uh, Hanging Judge Parker, which is a very prevalent person around 
my hometown, the story of him and everything. So it was, it's interesting to, to watch this and go, Hey, you know, my hometown and, you know, the 1800s or whatever the time frame was. So, um, so I thought it was pretty interesting. It is a, you know, a Western, so it is highly, you know, in that nature and it is pretty violent. Um, uh, especially with some of the things that they do in it. Um, uh, and you know, the shots and everything and the deaths and so on and so forth. Um, I think it's only running for like eight episodes and I think it's supposed to be a mini series. They're not supposed to continue on or anything. Um, it is based on a couple of books that were written about him. Um, and I did look him up, you know, to see what, you know, the, the true story on stuff because I wanted to know, um, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I like a good Western. Uh, I like a good Western that's not like, you know, completely fake type thing, but it's more realistic. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Like I said, it's only like oh. three episodes in. I'll, I'll watch it for the rest of it. It's a good series. Um, and hopefully it gets, you know, keeps up the good pace and stuff. Uh, I will not talk about Battlefield Earth. That is the one movie I walked out of the theater on. I haven't seen it. As I said in the chat, I have standards. Yeah, I walked out of the theater on that one. Uh, John, what's your next one? Uh, my second and last one, really, oh, is uh, uh, with the turtle stuff I got. Because uh, before I got those, I actually ordered the new turtle figures from Mutant Mayhem. Uh, off Amazon because they were buy two get one free so 20 bucks for all four turtles is a really really good price nice <laughs> uh, so I'm like you know I need to watch that movie so I went to go watch it but then decided instead I'm going to watch all the turtle movies in order oh because I haven't seen two of them I haven't seen TMNT the animated one mm-hmm. well three of them technically because I haven't seen Mutant Mayhem and I haven't, and I don't think I've seen the second uh, Michael Bay produced one. I, everyone calls it a Michael Bay movie, but it's not. He didn't direct it; he's produced it. Gotcha. Uh, the Out of the Shadows with uh, Stephen Amell as Casey Jones, which seems like a good casting to me. But since that movie didn't really do anything, then again, Megan Fox as April O'Neil is not good casting. But anyways, so I started with the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, which is. Great. Like, it is lightning in a bottle. How you can take something and both be true to the cartoon, which I think came out a little before it, and true to the comic book at the same fucking time when they have distinctly (laughs) different genres, so to speak. Like, the comic was silly at points, but it was violent and brutal at points. And the cartoon was a kid's cartoon. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's such a kid's cartoon that in the UK they took every instance of Michael Angelo having nunchucks and got rid of them because those are unsafe. <laughs> also, in the UK, they're called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because you couldn't call them Ninja Turtles. A little crazy, but anyways. So this movie is the real... I'm trying to think of how much. It's live action. The suits actually hold up pretty well. Like, honestly, you don't look at them and go, those are terrible. You look at them and go, those are okay. They hold up they hold pretty solid, solidly. Um, it's not as much action as you remember. If, you're, if you've are if seen it before, you're like, oh, tons of action. It's got some. 
not tons. It's a very lean movie, but it moves quick. You know, you don't get your first real action scene for, you know, 15 minutes in the movie. You don't or you don't you don't even get the origin like told of the turtles until Splinter's telling it to April O'Neil. And that's like 30 minutes into the movie. Cause they start off like they go, hey, you're probably going to know who the Turtles are because you came to a mo- movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't need to introduce them right away, but they do for people who may see it later or whatever. Uh, Judith Hoke, who plays April O'Neil, does a great job. Elias Coyez, who does Casey Jones, also does a great job. Um, it even, as shockingly as this, it actually even tells one of the actual stories from the Turtles comic. The whole them getting attacked by the foot and kicked out of New York is actually legitimately a comic one. Hmm. Like it's from their fourth their fourth graphic novel, and I don't know what issues those recover. But and it follows a lot of the same a lot of similar story beats. Changes it a little bit to fit in with it's got because it knows it's not gonna have the long arc that they had to solve everything, but it does a good job. It's it's serious and funny at the same time. Like the, the things it confronts are serious, but never gets too heavy because they're teenagers and they act like teenagers. So silly. The fight scenes are well choreographed and fun. I mean, I'm gushing. I'm going to give this a zero. It is fucking great. It has no right to be this great, but it is. Uh, Paramount plus has all the turtles, even the cartoon. If you want to go watch the cartoon, Nice. So, uh, Zero, it's great. Rewatch it. Uh, it really, I feel, holds up well. I know the second one's not going to, and I know the third one's not going to. But we're going to try and do at least one a week until we get done and we can watch Mutant Mayhem. Because <laughs> we've got time. Also, it's a good little project. Keep me watching movies, and sometimes I sit here and watch YouTube instead. Nerd? You got any more, or just the three? Just the three. Uh... Just the three. Three, stu- three is pretty good. You watched more than I did. <laughs> Gonzo, I guess you get to finish it out. Um, that's gonna be a long one then. Um, so I uh, started watching a series, and I meant to watch it before, and I didn't get into it, and didn't get in, didn't start it because I was busy with other stuff. But one of the people at work was like, "Hey, I'm watching this. Is anybody else watching?" It? I was like, "Oh, I meant to start that," and I wanted to go ahead and do it because. It seemed interesting. So it's on HBO Max, or Max uh, called The Gilded Age. And the Gilded Age ah. is uh, the late 1800s, where it was a big uh, boom of the railroad system and so on and so forth. But this is about the socialites of, you know, everybody trying to break in the social circles and trying to become, you know, the hoity-toity of the crowd and such. And, um, you know, the costuming and the sets are amazing. Amazing. I don't care what anybody, you know, this, they, they're just a ton of stuff um, and a ton of costuming. And I'm enjoying it. Um, it reminds me of like a Bridgerton type series where, you know, it's all this social, you know, backstabbing and social movement around and throwing money around to, you know, make you feel better and popular type thing. But the best part, while I love the socialist game, are the servants that are attending to the house because they'll cut to a couple of not episodes, but throughout there. And they're like, yeah, that person was a bitch, (laughs) you know? And they're just, they just talk bad about everybody and like, you know, how, you know, 
oh, we're probably going to be on the street because he made a bad investment or, you know, all this other stuff. And they're the real people, if you get what I'm saying, because they see that, you know, whatever affects the house affects them and they could die or, you know, be poor type stuff. While the other people could just move away. They're the ones. And it's just kind of funny how they kind of, they they talk bad about their back, but when they're in front of them, yes, ma'am, how can I help you? Yes, can I do this for you? Yes, I will help. And it's just like go down the ba- you know, go down to there. Man, they're fucking the wrong people. <laughs> and so, um, I enjoyed it. I it, it it's a good social story. Uh, like I said, the costuming, the sets are just amazing to watch. Uh, it's really nice. It's you've got to sit and watch it and listen to the story because it's a lot of dialogue. Uh, no action, of course, because it's a ball. It's a social game. It's a social, you know, how to play everything right so you can one up the next person in, you know, being the hoity-toity crowd and getting the people to come to your event and so on and so forth. Um, it's been interesting. I've enjoyed it. I'm only like uh, five or six episodes in, so I mean, the new season just started up. So. I'm uh, waiting on that, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm just going to try to get through it, because one of the people at work was like, I'm watching, I really like it, and like to talk to you about it. I'm like, okay, I can watch it. I ain't got a problem with that. It's something worth uh, diving into. Um, so, no review on that yet, but uh, whenever it does, I will give you a review of season one. If you like Bridgerton or things of time pieces like that, you'll enjoy it, because it's, it's written really well. Um, what else? I know that, uh, I did watch, uh, the newest episode of British Baking Challenge and, you know, I just love that. That's just good fun. I, I love a good, that show so much just cause it's, it's, it's neat to see what people can create and what people do. Um, yeah. so I'm pretty happy with that. There is, there has been a ton of new shows come out and I think that they're putting them out as quickly as possible because Netflix just cut their animation studio in half again or so. They like slashed a bunch of the animation studios. And so we've got like a bunch of animated shows on, um, blue eyed samurai look pretty interesting. Um, yes, getting very good reviews from people I follow on Twitter. So I am, uh, Looking forward to potentially watching that. We're yeah. Get time wise. Yeah. Once I finish Gilded Age, I'm going to pick that one up because that's been uh, really people have like said a lot about that. Um, yeah. Said some really good things. Um, Pluto, uh, another anime. Of course, Bodies uh, was another one. Um, the new Spider Man uh, Miles Morales uh, animation is on Netflix, so you can get that for free now. Um, if you got that, um, what else? I kind of want to see the Marvels in the theater. I'm getting, I'm hearing the right stuff about it. Yeah, I'm not hearing anything. Then it's not doing well. Uh, no, that's so it did 47 million in opening weekend. That's not bad compared. Most films would yeah. kill for that. Like nowadays, this yeah, is the new true. age, and especially a primarily female fronted cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I see to, I see to finish watching Miss Marvel before I go see it. I think. Oh, Miss Marvel's so cute. I I really liked what they did with it, but it wasn't. I mean, it's not aimed at me, so it's a little bit more. Yeah. But no, I, I thought they did a great job with it. I want to see that. I do want to see the movie. And honestly, that's one of the things I was 
I was going to mention earlier when Gonzo was talking about Marvel stuff, Loki, is people apparently are expecting every Marvel thing to be the absolute best ever. And that's, yeah. A, not fucking tenable. B, unrealistic. Yeah. Like, it did $47 million. That's fine. Like, yeah. like for what it's man, the guys at Marvel are like, hey, we're not going to make just all blockbusters anymore. We're going to make some smaller stuff. Like, they're trying to turn Blade into a cheaper martial arts theme movie i'm like hey good job that's a great idea do that not everything has to be the infinity gauntlet come on guys yeah i think honestly they're they're still pivoting they're still pivoting from kang because i have a feeling kang is not going to go over well yeah and now i haven't seen the last two three movies they need to but you know it's more from lack of more from feeling complete after Endgame and all, you know? It's not like I felt like The Eternals was bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it, it was, was... movie. Shang-Chi was super fun. Oh, yeah. Um, she was a delight. Yeah. There's a lot of people that said a lot of good things. Nobody said that, you know, Marvel's... The Marvel's was no. amazing. They were like, it was a good movie. No, people, people say it's amazing are, you know, like... Guys like, I thought it was okay and this and this, but my daughter thought it was the best thing ever. I'm like, Perfect. You know, your daughter will love that. Great. And, she's your, she's their audience. Yeah. Yep. And, and we need to realize that. And that's why I try not to, I, I don't go and tweet out stupid opinions. I try to be very balanced with my opinions and stuff because anyone, someone's going to listen to what you say and you could affect what happens there. You know, people say Marvel is failing. People are like, oh, I'm not going to watch the movies because they're going to go away. So I won't get completion. That's, there are a lot of mental things that go into that. You know, it's the opposite of fear of missing out. It's fear of getting invested in something and it going away. Yeah. So Marvel's not going anywhere. The people who hate the last Marvel properties are generally the wrong type of people. If you hated She-Hulk, hated it, you're probably not a good person. I hate to say it that bluntly. (laughs) If you disliked it, it probably just wasn't for you because She-Hulk's a very particular thing. Yeah. But let me tell you, yeah. from the comic, it is very much the comic. Oh, yeah. Oh, Big Chan was nice. He watched it. It was a uh, fun and great Marvel movie. Great. That's what I'm going to hear. I want more stuff like Shang-Chi. Quasi self-contained that they can fit in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Cookie. A couple great lines from She-Hulk. Uh, and Jenner Lord, right. Hot take Marvel doing Infinity uh, Saga first with the bar high. Yes. I agree also that if they start with Kang, they'd have other reasons. Like, really what they need to do is you need to do some small stuff. And there's a whole rant I could do here. I'm only going to do the beginning of it. Small stuff with villains who don't need to have huge stories. Correct. And I'm not going to blame Marvel for this. I'm actually going to blame fucking Star Wars. Because Darth Vader has one of the best villain stories ever. Because it is his story even though he's not the main character. But not every movie has to be like that. A lot of really good movies have villains who are just believable. Like, oh, I believe that he's a villain and all. Don't have to have all this backstory and growth. You don't need villain growth. You know? When fucking people are like, oh, you know, beloved Marvel villain Taskmaster. Fucking no one cares about Taskmaster. I'm here to tell you. (laughs) He is a cool, maybe tertiary character in the comics. If you love him, cool. He's not going to fit in the movie. He's not going to be cool in the movie because you can't keep Mm -hmm. making villains cool. You do like they did with Killmonger. 
came in cool had stuff in there but his stuff interacted well with the heroes and boom then done didn't necessarily yep. have to kill him but sometimes you have to you know Loki's one of the few the exceptions. He didn't even really get any real, real growth. He got a little bit of growth in the movies, but real growth through his own series. You don't all need to be like that. Ronan. Ronan was a fine villain. He's just there to be menacing. He doesn't need to have his own story. Doesn't need it. Uh, Bayana says, need Doom. You can do Doom, but you have to do Doom right. And yeah, Doom yeah. is not a... He's not a villain all the time. Because the thing is, they have to have him come in, be a villain, be defeated, go back to Laveria. And then maybe do some stuff here or there, and then show up and fucking help the heroes, just for the maximum proper Doom effect. That's who Doom is. You know, if they had had Doom in the Marvel Universe, what they would have done is when they had the Infinity War and everyone fighting in Wakanda, Doom would have showed up with troops and be like, what the fuck is Doom doing here? Doom's fighting, because that's what Doom does. Yeah. <laughs> he lives on the planet, too. He knows where his bread is buttered. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot people want a lot. People complain about the interconnectivity and then they bitch that no one's talked about the you know celestial that tried to come out of the earth. Besides the one scene in one, like the Captain America Winter Soldier, I think it was. Hey, oh yeah, it's not pertinent to anything that's fucking happened in any of these series. Not at all pertinent. But anyways, that's my Marvel rant. No, Marvel's it, fine. It, it, it's. Yeah, people got to understand you can't do it. You can't have every episode after Infinity War be in game. You've no. got you've got yeah. story you need to build. You have got characters you need to build, and, and you just need to have some good fun. Yeah, and sometimes you just have a smaller story and go with that. Yep. So, well, guys, that's our episode. We made it to eight thirty. We appreciate everybody being here. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Um, make sure that you. Um, Go out there and check on your friends. Um, we're coming up with the holiday seasons. We know the holiday seasons is not always cheerful for people. Um, no. Make sure that you're looking in there. Oh, Tango with Terry right before. Holy ah, crap. Ah. All right, here we go. Tango oh. with Terry while I finish this out. And make sure that you're doing all the cool things. And make sure that you're happy. And make sure that you're checking each other out. Make sure that you're looking out for each other. Terry says so. Um, make sure that you're... And if you need someone to talk to, we're right here. You can't miss us. We're here every Sunday. You can always check us out on Facebook. We can always hang out. Um, I'm on all the things. I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Instagrams. Yeah. I'm on the Twitters. I refuse to call it the other name. <laughs> Facebook. Just hit me up. Yeah. Just hit us up. Um, I'm going to be yep. playing uh, Final Fantasy 14. If you're playing, you can come out and hang out with me. Help. I'll hang out and play with you. You can play with my yep. dancer. And... Right, Captain. We need Discord. Find us on the Discord. If you have a Discord, oh, yeah. join in. Come say Please. hi. I will voice chat with anyone on Discord if they need to talk about stuff. Oh, I'm an emotional support human. Top of that, we you did. You may randomly find me hanging out in there by myself. We did um, uh, release our first episode of Pass the Paintwater. Pass the Paintwater, yep. Did Let us know what you think about it. Uh, we'll try to get more of that in as when we can. So, guys, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. If you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. Please take care of yourself. Good night. Make sure you stick around. We're going to send you off to Sir Arminius. They are playing some MechWarrior Online.
Here comes that raid, and raid, 